0: welcome to the photo Podcast. My name is Michael Howard. I'm the founder of photo. And in the summer of 2023 this summer we are aiming to launch the first version of photo, which is going to be a new photo sharing platform on iOS and Android. We are building a new place for photographs because we believe current platforms do not care about artists and creators. Photo will be built to serve creators instead of selling user data to advertisers. Our goal at Photo is to create an image and data-centric platform that protects the provenance of artists and puts them back in control of their online experience. If you uh, would like to learn more and if you'd like to join the private beta of Photo this summer, you can do so by visiting Photo at co beta f o t o a p dot beta. This episode features Kim Holderman. He is a Danish architectural photographer and he's the curator of Nowhere Diary. Kim and I talk about his approach to architectural photography, how he selects work to be featured on Nowhere Diary, we talk about Instagram, Substack, and what the future of Nowhere Diary may lead. The amount of effort that Kim puts into living a photographic life is quite impressive. He's created a lot of educational and inspirational resources for photographers. So I highly encourage you to visit the Nowhere Diary website, the Nowhere Diary substack, and the Nowhere Diary Instagram account. Links to all of these are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy our
1: conversation. My name is Kim Holderman, and uh, I'm from Denmark. I work as a photographer, primarily as an architectural photographer. I'm also the founder of Nowhere Diary, in the community. I guess start at the
0: beginning. When did you just first get interested in photography?
1: My story begins in 2008. I was moving into a house with my ex-wife, and and this house used to belong to two landscape architects, and they had uh, all kinds of subscriptions of architectural magazines and uh, they hadn't entered these. So I started reading them and I was just, I was blown away by the architecture. Before that, I had been into uh, graphic design. I've always been into this minimal Nordic feel, but never into photography. I, I didn't own a camera at that point. I also was fortunate to have a daughter at that time. So I bought a camera and started photographing my family and vacations. And this architectural thing just grew inside me. And uh, ab- about a year prior to moving into the house, I began uh, working as uh, in the Danish police as a fingerprint expert. So between every shift in the weekends, every time I had some time off, I brought my camera and I started shooting architecture. In the beginning, it was just like training. And then I got better and better and i uploaded some work to behance the platform and i got some very good response and that made me even more into like moving into the architecture photography so i just photographed every time i had some time so i was in the police for like 9 years actually and in the end the whole photography thing was so was going so good so i thought i might give it a try as a, an independent photographer And the police job had changed so much because of different things had happened in the world. In the beginning, the job was only like nine to five. In the end, it was like in the nighttime, in the weekends, and also happened during the time in the police was I got divorced. I couldn't mix my private life having a daughter every second week. Yeah, I just got tired of the whole police uh, system. And this photography thing was just so going so good, so I, I, I gave it a try. And then I've been uh, freelancing since 2016 and actually just landed a huge job one month ago, which I'll I'll be starting uh, 1st of March as a full-time photographer, architectural photographer for one of the biggest companies selling properties in Denmark. That's awesome. Things are very good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Okay.
0: So you got some stability coming. That's good. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm (laughs) looking
1: very much forward to because it's been like, you know, it's so... It can be good. It can be awful. And the last uh, couple of months since uh, the pandemic and all this, it's been like not that good. And I think many photographers have been uh, pressured by, by this and not getting jobs and stuff like that. So I've been searching for, like, some stability, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Let's dive deeper into a little bit just about
0: why you love architecture Mm -hmm. so much. What are you drawn to that just keeps you coming back, back to it? I think,
1: for me, it's like the simplicity, the minimalistic, the lines, the balance, the composition. It's also the light. I like to look at buildings as people. Like they have emotions. They yeah. it, it can sound pretty crazy, but uh, when when I <laughs> when I move uh, photograph buildings, I, I look at them as people, and I treat them. I I don't speak with them, but it's it's kind of I want to like feel them, um, yeah. and not not just empty structures. And I also think that a lot of architectural photographers they tend to make very st- sterile or like cold pictures. Like sucking out the color or making them very documentary, but I like to like try to push emotion into the building and make it more inviting and make the pictures more come alive. Mm-hmm. That's what I try to do, yeah, but it can yeah. be very difficult, right, yeah. is there
0: something about the architecture where you're thinking about the architect that designed these spaces that inspires mm-hmm. you at all?
1: Actually, not that often. Most of the time, I'm just trying to capture what I see and what mm. I feel about the building. So, and then maybe later I dive into the architect and find out that there actually was a connection to something I knew already or, you know, a story that makes sense in some sort. Do you feel
0: like buildings have personalities? Mm,
1: kind of. So I like that's... to think it that way because it makes yeah. it more interesting. Because they they had a life too. Maybe it's an old building, and many many people have lived in it, and they have actually experienced a lot of stuff, like people. So I I, I hope it doesn't sound crazy, but yeah, it it, it sounds like it makes sense. <laughs> but yeah. I, I'm I'm afraid it can sound a little crazy. Yeah. No, I think it makes sense. Do
0: you <laughs> are you photographing much outside of Denmark, or is most of your work it just within Denmark?
1: Uh, at the moment, only in Denmark. Uh, it's been like long time ago since I've been, I think it's like three years ago, I was in the West Coast of the USA, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think after the pandemic, it's been difficult to get jobs outside of Denmark. Maybe clients tend to use local photographers instead of getting them flown in from Europe, you know. Um, yeah, I hadn't had that much contact from other countries, actually. So I, And it it was after the pandemic, so it must be something with that
0: well, hopefully things are turning. It sounds like it's turning. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. yeah. sounds good. <laughs> yeah.
1: I feel, uh, I feel hopeful for 23. Yeah.
0: I have going through your Behance work. I noticed you did a collaboration with Adidas at one point for like yeah. a t shirt. Yeah. Can you tell me about that, how that came to be, and what that was about.
1: Um, I will, the picture they used was, uh, of a library someplace in Copenhagen. Uh, so I shot, I had already taken the photograph. And then Adidas, they contacted me and they wanted to do a special T-shirt featuring some of the biggest cities: London, Paris, Copenhagen. And mm. they asked if they can uh, use my photo. And I actually got my name in the back of the T-shirt, so it's like a special edition. And I was, I was thrilled, thrilled. With your
0: architecture work, you know, because you're, especially with Denmark, at least the images or the the structures you're working with. A lot of them are very modern, for the, you know, at least what I see on the Behance site. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about your how you approach composition. I don't know; it's probably something hard to articulate and put in <laughs> language, but specifically, kind of deciding. I mean, it's true for all photography, but I think something with architecture it's almost more apparent. But you know, you're making very clear decisions on what needs to be in the frame and what needs to be out of the frame. Yeah. And so I'm curious if there's any way you can talk about that anyway.
1: Yeah, it is difficult. Um, it all happens in my mind. I just see the lines in front of me and I use the grid in the camera a lot and try hmm. to use like the rule of thirds or what what feels right, like ba- the balance um, and... Often I just remove like small parts that distract in the picture, like spots or it can be a little lamp or something. I, I don't retouch that much. I used to make more stylistic photography when I started out on Behance. It was more like if you go way back in my portfolio, it's more like stylistic. Now I'm mm-hmm. I I shoot more uh, realistic. Also because I get a lot more client work and they. They ask for realistic colors and yeah, you know what I mean. Um, they, they, the yeah. building has to look right, but I work a lot with composition uh, and yeah, and not that much in retouching. It seems like kind of going through some of the
0: portfolios. Like you, you know, you it would make sense. You always want to get a photo or something of the entire structure, but then you obviously are closing in and focusing on smaller parts of it that you find are interesting do you have a process that you're going through when you approach a building that you do with every building
1: yeah I I try to divide it into like two or three steps like from total outside and then like close ups and then interior but sometimes uh, I sometimes I just like approach the building maybe I research uh, it I read about it in the newspaper I read about it in a blog or something and then i i don't know what i'm going into so i i, I don't prepare that much i just see what happens maybe sometimes i prepare after the weather uh, maybe i know that if it's a wooden building it would look better in after the rain or uh and not in complete sunshine so the weather is also most of the time a big part of preparing for the shots because i think like yeah weather can be uh you can use it in dramatic way or you can use it in many ways it's like uh light in a studio so it 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 helps you tell the story um, of the building
0: something i've always been fascinated with but i don't do it myself (laughs) it's always something i wish i could do Mm -hmm. if i had a third life and i had more time (laughs) more time but just some like urban exploration stuff, do you ever go towards like abandoned buildings and explore those, or do you tend to stay more towards when structures? i started
1: when I started out, I almost only did the urban exploration, and sometimes I still love it, but I think it, when after I'm getting a little older and more boring <laughs> i don't, I don't like to go out after the dark. Right. But, you, you know, as I was younger, I was just like, what the hell? I'm just going to drive uh, into nowhere, actually. But now it's more like client work and more like, you know, in the daytime. But I think it's important. I remember and I, I look back at it and I I love that time because I learned so much just being out in the night, all alone, driving around the city or some abandoned industrial wasteland sometimes i i put on like blade runner soundtrack and just like flow away into uh yeah you know so i don't do that much i love people that do urban exploration um yeah
0: yeah it's it's own like subculture in a way Mm -hmm. it's kind of fascinating to me yeah so let's transition a little bit into like your project with nowhere
1: diary Mm -hmm. yeah when did you start it and why did you start it in the beginning, Nowhere Diary was all about like uh, a whole different style than now. Now it's like and white, mostly, uh, monochrome. Um. In the beginning, it was like Twin Peaks, David Lynch, Fog, Mists, Neon, 80s mm-hmm. vibe. And uh, I had a huge success. I-, I got a huge number of followers. I-, I can't even remember when it it gone so wild. Because when I started out, I had zero. I started as everybody else: zero followers, zero hashtag, nothing. Just I just created the account and just started uploading. And in the beginning, it takes forever to like get a a following. But then I got more. I wanted to be more sophisticated and move into contemporary photography. And I didn't plan to move into black and white photography. It just came naturally. And now I just crave it. I love it. I yeah. I think I've created something very unique, and I'm very proud of it. And I, I, I yeah. Like five minutes before I was talking to you, I, I was working on nowhere diary. So it's it's it. Yeah, you know, when you have a huge passion, it's everything. You you use all your time on it, uh, and that's how I feel about nowhere diary. So it's like yeah. And I started the substack and. I have I have a lot of dreams about Noah Dari. I don't know if you can describe this, but like, what joy do you get out of the curation process?
0: Because it's a different process than the photographic process. So I don't if you can talk about that a little bit. Mm,
1: yeah, I I use a lot of time researching for photographers I want to feature, and like diving into their style. And I really love finding upcoming photographers or like stuff that you don't see anywhere else uh, i think there are some good feature accounts too but uh, mine is very mine is very special i feel uh, and i don't know I, I think i have a good taste and a good curational feeling yeah so it's it's hard to say what what I find interesting is I just have a like a good taste, I don't know what you call it i I have my own taste, and people yeah. like my taste uh, and that's do good. you
0: is it kind of like a search and gather it's a hunter gatherer kind of kind thing of that yeah. you like you like the hunting and, yeah, yeah, and finding yeah. the I gems the hunting. Like out yeah, there yeah exactly
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am on twitter, I am on instagram, I am on yeah. At some point, I was on like everything I feel, but I had to like cut it down because you, I I simply can't follow everything, and I can't be on every app or community. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. So you have yeah. to like. I think you have to nail it down to the essential ones that makes mo most sense. Uh, so I'm yeah I, I yeah I have different channels where I gather my. Where I use my. Arrow and uh yeah, where a hunt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's a good yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm curious what your I'm sure everybody does it different, but just from somebody that, you know, is a curator, you know, what your process is. Are you doing it mostly on Instagram or are you looking other places? But I don't know if you have like a certain process you find yourself in to find a scene look- or
1: something. It is yeah mostly Instagram, Twitter, um, and some blogs, and then I like dive into the rabbit hole, and maybe I find out a new blog that I didn't know about, or a photographer I didn't know, uh, maybe a movie, or yeah, it can be a lot of places. Books, I have uh, a lot of books after I started nowhere. Um, yeah, it's mostly Instagram and Twitter actually. Mostly yeah. online. How many yeah.
0: hours a day are you spending looking at other people's work?
1: I think it's like seven hours or something. Wow! Uh, well, so. that's going to change now, or because I'm going to begin the new full-time right. photography job. But I hopefully it will not change that much. But I have right. to like see my family too and my yeah have a life also outside photography. But yeah, I feel like photography is my life, so it, it, I, I don't feel stressed about it. Mm-hmm. um it depends yeah sometimes but it also yeah it's also healthy to just go offline sometimes yeah
0: yeah for sure can you describe how your vision for your own work like your own architectural work how do you feel like that is a different than the vision you have for what you're curating because i i, I kind of there's yeah. some stylistic similarities but i think you're what you're looking for is different in a way i don't know if you can talk about it
1: Actually, my own style, my own style is very minimalistic, very, sometimes it's very, the the work I do for galleries and art galleries is very light and, you know, bright light, very clean. Nowhere dowry is very dark and can be very moody or, yeah, very moody. And I think that's a contrast to my, I don't think my, yeah, my, my architectural work is moody, but not in a, like a dark way. I think sometimes I like to do a dark my architectural work, like you know, go down the Blade Runner rabbit hole and just yeah, run away. Also, if you check out some of my previous work on Behance, I used to go into the mist a lot and shoot structures in the mist. I do I don't do that that much anymore, but that still. Sometimes I need to go into the mist, you know, and be dark and not white floors and gallery all the time. So I think my own work and nowhere diary is a good balance because I, I tend to go to both worlds and I if I get tired of the one the one of them, I can go into the other. So I, I think they complement each other quite good. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I love them both. Because I ha- they are like my two halves of me.
0: Yeah, it's like a yin and a yang, or two sides yeah, yeah, of yeah. a coin, or something. Yeah, so exactly, hard. exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. You know, as you move nowhere to area into something that's yeah more more black and white, there's usually typically more people in the images. I feel like you're curating than your work, yeah. obviously, which is mostly not does not have people in it. Sometimes some of the work does, but not most of it doesn't. Do you feel like over time you just, you're just you just kind of evolving on your own visual taste of what you're interested in? Um, and so kind of what you're doing now is not something in three or four years switch into something completely different?
1: Yeah, I, I like to go with the flow and see what happens. I don't have a like a master plan for Noah Diary or my own. I think I'll be doing something similar but maybe i've moved into a little different taste but i think there's a red line all the way through but i'm also open for like exploring and evolving as an artist so mm. i i don't so you don't get stuck in the same style forever and so i'm i'm that's why i also really love featuring young artists and upcoming photographers because they they challenge the whole photography like field but also, at the same time, I love the the masters, yeah, the classics, um, because they, they are grounded in the, yeah, you know what I mean? They're grounded yeah. in the, yeah. So I love the young ones and the old ones at the same time.
0: Is there certain themes you feel like that you're attracted to? In my own style nothing?
1: or in Nowhere?
0: Nowhere Diary.
1: Themes? um uh, it could be, like, longing or uh, struggling or longing, waiting. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you can see it in the portraits. It's it's mm-hmm. quite often very, like, it could be those main topics. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they feel very, a lot of stuff you pick definitely feels, yeah, like, vulnerable and, yeah, just human, kind of, like, human yeah, condition in yeah. a way and, like weakness almost I don't know yeah. I don't know if it's weakness is the right word of vulnerability but there's I know little... what you mean
1: yeah but yeah. like yeah vulnerability
0: yeah frailty or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. so how have, how have the changes to at least in the last two three years of like Instagram how has that affected Nowhere Diary because just following you kind of <laughs> privately and online it feels like it's it's been a struggle within
1: the last couple of years so yeah. I don't know if you can talk about that a little bit I think the whole algorithm, yeah, it it, it, it has affected Nowhere Diary 2, um, a good example. No matter how epic content I upload the, the last like one or two years, I'm still losing followers every day. So I think I'm, I already, I think I climbed to like 300,000 followers at one point, and now I'm down to 276. It's just declining all the time. And I don't know. I think it's all this video reels you you need to do videos, and I don't want to do videos, so <laughs> yeah. it's kind of ironic I don't right. want to do what they want me to do, mm-hmm. I want to do what I want to do, and that's I think that's very important to stick with it, and I think I will win in the end, or people that stick with it will win in the end but because if you have the the followers that follow you all the time—they will always be there. The the ones that really like your work will follow you no matter what. And
0: mm-hmm. they will
1: find a nowhere. And that's like the Substack has really gotten me excited. I feel that like there's something very good at the Substack newsletter.
0: Why did you choose to open the Substack? Because you've been doing the Instagram account for so long, and then. You're not, you're still doing the Instagram account, but you've kind of added the substack and why you felt like that was important.
1: I tend to look at it as a a bridge to something. I don't know where it's going to end or where it's going to be in a couple of years, but I, I, I like to see it as a bridge between two boats because I felt like that the Instagram boat was like kind of sinking, but not quite, but it's just changed so much. That I was ready to like abort abandoned ship. Uh, and I was like, I don't care that I have like 300,000 followers. If I, I if I don't like it, I don't like it. And then I'm going to find a new home for Nowhere Diary. So I wanted, to, I, and then I, I learned about Substack and was, there was something attracting about it um, that I could use for Nowhere Diary. I'm really liking Substack.
0: What what are the main features or just the things that you like about Substack? What is it that I you enjoy? I like
1: the it's like no algorithm, no ads, no you know cat videos. Everything crazy. <laughs> 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 when I open yeah. Instagram, it's like people are being chased by cars and uh, people are <laughs> learning me how to earn five hundred bucks in one hour, and I'm I'm so tired of it. And then I got like one good photo from a photographer, maybe. But it's like slow motion, down tempo. I The writing, there are so many creative people doing amazing substacks, And it's very inspirational. And it's like, again, it's like exploring and learning new stuff. And it's like a whole new chapter. And I really, really yeah. love that community or what they have built.
0: I found the people that subscribed, like what kind of feedback are you getting from your Substack
1: subscribers? Not that anybody, much, actually. There, does anybody talk to you? Yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> not that much, but it's mostly like, yeah. I would hope for more like correspondence or mm. maybe some threads where you can like talk about photography and that not just small comments. I wanted to move into like discussion about photography and more like chats. And I wanted at some point, I really loved if I could do a, a Nowhere Diary radio show every night mm-hmm. where I interviewed people uh, and played music, like in the old times. Are you are you old enough to remember Jack Killian the Nighthawk? Does that say, make any sense? It sounds
0: familiar, yeah, but yeah. I can't picture.
1: But people, they they called this radio station in the night and they talked about some their problems and stuff like that. Kind of like that, but just in nowhere diary vibe Mm -hmm. and talking about photography and maybe people could call in and yeah, I don't know if you can make a radio station today, but yeah, yeah, that was a dream at one point.
0: (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you can do anything at this yeah, point. Yeah. Whatever you <laughs> want to do, so there's tools for pretty much anything. Yeah, so, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely enjoying Substack too because it's a little like I don't know, it's a few things all rolled into one, right? So it's like a it's like a blog, but it's also like an email newsletter. But it's also you know you have your own little private community. But there's also some share, like it's also like a social community of people that are on Substack that share. What you're doing onto their sub stacks. And so, whatever you create can kind of spread a little bit that way. So, there's a, you know, what you're doing can spread a little bit where, you know, a blog doesn't unless somebody like Googles it or whatever or links out to it directly yeah. on some other platform. And it's such a new place, yeah. but it's, you know, I like seeing kind of the new features that they keep releasing and where it's yeah. headed. So, it's kind of encouraging, I think. You recently announced mentorships on the sub stack. Yeah. Uh, I sh- yeah, it's am
1: I'm I'm trying and, and seeing where it, it's gonna go. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to like try to not just curate, but also like try to use my knowledge or my what I know about photography, my curation, my uh, taste, and uh, share it with other photographers. So I I'm just starting up with it and don't yeah. Hopefully it will be a good thing and mm. people will use it or use me or you know but i have no idea where it's yeah. gonna go
0: do you when you're sharing the work of other photographers do you reach out to them and like ask them permission or are you just sharing their work and how does that process work
1: the, the, cura- the, just for the curation
0: curation yeah.
1: i just share the work in the beginning mm. i got some mixed feedback because people were like when I had like five followers, people were like, you have to ask permission, blah, blah, blah. But now it's just thank you, I'm honored. People are like, oh my God, I'm on Nowhere Diary. It's like the best day ever. So so it's grown into a big thing to be mentioned mm-hmm. on Nowhere Diary. Yeah. But for That's the awesome. for the stories and for the interviews and stuff like that, I also, I I reach out to people before mm-hmm. I, I feature them. Yeah.
0: Do you have any hopes of ever kind of curating like an in-person? event if, or exhibition
1: if i have some helpers
0: oh just yeah what? if you ever That's wanted to do like an in-person um gallery exhibit where you're you know still curating stuff but yeah, where yeah, it's, I, it's I physical.
1: Have, I, I have had a big big a dream to make nowhere diary in, into a physical experience i'm dreaming about i wanted to do like some kind of gallery or library, or not cafe, that's that's not the right word, but just like a mix where you can like dive into books and still maybe listen to music or like a record show, a store, but with photography books, um, but just on a large scale and, you know, with the whole Nowhere Diary vibe going exhibiting artwork and uh, making talks, bringing in mm-hmm. photographers doing night talks and um, yeah, it could be like, yeah, I really would like that at some point. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I would like and to you, can do like, you can do it like, you can do it, yeah, you can do it in all kinds of cities yeah. and it would be like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think it can something, yeah, it, definitely it has something.
0: I was going to ask you kind of where you hope to take the future of Nowhere Diary, but that, some of that's some Yeah, kind of into covered, a physical form. Definitely, yeah. yeah couple more questions as as we kind of, cl- you know, get closer to wrapping up. What are your thoughts on the future of photography? Are you optimistic or pessimistic? Where do you
1: think things are headed? I think in the big picture, photography will like decline a little bit because of all the digital interference, I want to call it. Everyone can take a picture. A good example, I... Sometimes I talk to clients, and instead of using a photographer, they have either they have their own camera or they say I'm going to photograph it myself. That kind of thing will be part of tearing down the photography uh, as a what you call art form. Yeah, that's one possibility. Hopefully, it will become bigger but I think it will decline. But it will be more intimate and more like a hardcore uh, group or what I'm creating with Nowhere, like a small communities, but people will like, everyone can take a picture, but only the really good ones are photographers. You know, like right. not not legends, yeah. but you know, a photographer will be something, a, a special person. So you will not, everybody is not a photographer but you you have to like earn it so everybody will run around filming themselves for instagram reels but uh on the on the outskirts of the city there will be those that once were the great photographers kind of mm. yeah that's what, yeah. how i see it in like the far distant future right or maybe they have like invented some kind of new technique wizardry i don't know of, Or, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But but I hope uh, there will be photographers for many years.
0: Yeah, I think there will be. I think, um, you know, anybody that's like great at photography, there's a certain amount of commitment and a certain pace and sacrifice you have to make to really create really great work. And it takes years and a lot of time and failure and effort to make a body of work or a project that says something interesting. And that's always, humans, we tend to be lazy. And so it's always kind of swimming against our yeah. natural bend, which is to like preserve energy. Um, but the ones that really work at it, it's always a smaller number. And they're the yeah. ones that really make the unique stuff. Exactly. Um, are there any, just even recently, or I know this is probably hard, but just on the top of your head, like is there some emerging photographers you've found that we should be aware of that you're like, wow, I really am enjoying This person's work or what they're doing.
1: The ones that I really like look up to is the ones that I'm gonna feature in my my interview series, the stories on the website. When you see, that's what the ones I really love. Um, The one I like bring forward and like interview more deep. Uh, And there will be there hopefully there will be many more. Today I launched the 150th uh, interview. the website oh wow yeah so (laughs) that's kind of crazy uh yeah but i i love the the interviews and i hope in many years to come it will be like an archive of great artists that you can dive into and get tons of inspiration from and maybe even some of them that i featured in the beginning will become huge known photographers uh Mm -hmm. yeah and just
0: for clarity, you're, are you posting those on the Nowhere Diary website or the Nowhere Diary Substack?
1: The both? website.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if anybody listening wants to go and see like the core of what you're building, it's yeah. going to be on, on the actual uh, website, not not exactly. the Instagram, no, no, no. not
1: the Substack. The website. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm out of questions. I, you know, just enjoy... A, I just enjoy what you're doing. B, I have a ton of respect for how much time and energy you're putting into it because you're so consistent and have been for years. And it's not easy; like it's a ton of work. I don't think people realize how much work goes in no, to curating no. a, an Instagram account like that, <laughs> no. and, and Substack, and a website. Yeah. On top of having a career and yeah. everything else, you're balancing. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's a lot, and so I think that Noah Diary is definitely one of those like rare places that people can really rely on to find new, interesting work that's inspiring. And it's just, there's a lot of thought behind it, which yeah. I think all of us can, you know, just appreciate. So I just want to thank you for what you're putting out there. It's it's good stuff.
1: Thank you.